good evening, everybody, and uh, glad to be with you tonight. Um, don't know if it's going on, but if it's still going on tonight, there was a revival at the Greenland Trio Baptist Church. Uh, <clears throat> we watched last night online, didn't know that it was going on, uh, but pray for them. Uh, then continue to pray for Brother Sue Paul and Sister Nim, Sister Donna Fay, uh, the Sister Dean's, the Robbins family, uh, Brother Ralph's brother had passed away, just continue to lift them up. Uh, Doug Calvert's son, haven't had any new updates on him. Uh, Sister Rhonda Collins, Evan and Rob, and uh, was glad to have <coughs> Sister Rhonda and Rob with us in church on Sunday. Um, but remember them, Sister Donna Arnold, Sister Mary Real, uh, Sister Rhonda Robbins, uh, Brother Roy Campbell, Brother Bill, Sister Joanne, and Sister Joanne is uh, at home now, seeing that she had got out of rehab. And so, but continue to remember them, uh, Sister Barbara's granddaughter Maggie, Brother Jerry and Sister Joanne, uh, his grandson, Sister Joanne's I, Reaver Barnes's brother, Reaver's brother, Timothy King, uh, Brother Danny Smith, uh, Mariah, uh, she goes to the doctor on Monday if nothing happens between now and then and sees what's going to go from there. Brenda Walls, uh, Debbie Henderson, Brother Danny and Sister Kay, continue to remember them. Uh, also Darren uh, in the hospital, uh, so continue to remember that. Uh, Brother Johnny Bell, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Sister Rose Todd and the family, Sister Gail Pate, uh, Debbie Scott, uh, Tom Jarrett, uh, Aud Aubrey Bedford, uh, Sister Lisa and uh, Brother Grant, continue to remember their family, uh, Brother Daniel, Sister Diane, Kathy King, uh, Sister Kenya's family, and then Kayla uh, suffering with a migraine and had some issues. Little Marshall's not feeling well. And so please uh, remember him in your prayers. Uh, I guess it's just that time of year. Everybody's going to find something for a moment. Uh, but do remember uh, all of them in your prayers this evening. I don't have any written down, and I can't remember uh, any we received. Uh, so let me double check that. That was it. So uh, but that we'll go to the Lord in prayer and then we'll get into our lesson tonight. Father, we thank you, Lord, this evening for your love and mercy. Thank you, dear God, for your grace and your many blessings. Father, thank you for your sustaining uh, Lord, we just know tonight, Father, that you do so much for us, and it's just unconceivable, Father, how involved you really are in our lives. And so we thank you, Father, for caring so much for us and tending to us so uh, passionately and continuously. Father, we pray tonight that you would touch the needs of those that are sick and afflicted, that you would touch, Father, those that are going through trialing times, and Lord, those who are suffering the loss of a loved one. Father, we pray for those that are in the hospitals tonight. We ask you, dear God, to help them. Lord, we pray for those that we continue to have on our prayer request list because of ongoing needs. And we ask you, Father, just to reach out and touch them, Lord, and continue to 
be with them and strengthen them, dear God. And Lord, just uh, asking you tonight, Father, that you would just be with those that are lost. Father, speak to their hearts. God, that they would realize their condition. Those that are backslidden, precious God, realizing, Lord, that they would need to get things right with you, Lord, we pray. And Father, we ask you that you be with our country and the leaders, dear God. Actually, Father, just please be with the world. Lord, I know tonight, Father, that the church needs to rise and and, and get right with thee and, and seek thee, Lord. And if we would do that, dear God, I know you could still move and you would. Father, there's so much you'd like to do for us. And so, Lord, we pray tonight that you'd help us. And, Lord, you prayed that <clears throat> we pray that you'd help us through thy word this evening. Dear God, just the few moments of time that we spend. Father, we pray tonight, Lord, will be uh, an encouragement, a strength, a challenge, Father. Uh, but, Father, in, in help some way to those round about us, dear God, we pray. Lord, we ask you, Father, these things tonight in Christ's holy name. And amen. Amen. I am in <clears throat> Romans uh, chapter 1 this evening. Uh, the events of the world right now tell us that we're living in the last days. Uh, if you read Matthew chapter 24, uh, you hear the wars and rumors of wars. And we're living in that time uh, when we have that going on. Uh, but we're living in the time when man is uh, wickedly deceitful, I should say. Um, there's a danger of a line that's coming that will be crossed uh, by some, has been crossed by some already. And only God truly knows when a person uh, crosses that line. And I'm talking about the line of where God turns us over or turns them over, uh, not us, those of us who put our faith in Him and follow Him, uh, but we'll turn those over who don't uh, to a reprobate mind. Uh, and I looked up the word reprobate in the Bible. Uh, it was interesting to me that uh, in the form that it was used in this and reprobate uh, is found four times in the in total, uh, all forms, it's found seven times. I thought, you know, that that's interesting. The number four stands for the gospel. Well, those who uh, go to a reprobate mind, they believe in the gospel of this world, uh, not in the gospel of God, not in the gospel of Christ. And then the number seven is complete, uh, and it's God's complete number. And Brother Mike has talked about how that for uh, all the good numbers, God has the devil has an equally bad uh, side for that so for uh, one there's an opposite and but I thought about this you know those that uh, uh, in all forms of that they are completely uh, turned away from God they are completely cut off from God when they go into a reprobate mind there is no hope for those whom God has given over to a reprobate mind and so, with that, we're going to read this uh, chapter here, starting in verse 18. I won't go, uh, I'll, I'll read all of it. I'll try not to stop too much through there, because I want to get to the point we're making. Uh, it says, For the wrath of God is revealed again, again from, excuse me, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all the ungodliness, and unrighteousness of men who hold truth in unrighteousness. God's going to judge that. 
because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shewed into them, it, into them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Now, everything God created, you and I, God created. We are that which was made, being understood by the things that are made. We, and I say this uh, not tongue-in-cheek, but literally with a surety, People who say they do not believe in God or do not believe there is a God are always trying to prove that fact because it's evident that there is a God. The Bible verse we just read said that. And so they cannot deny that there is a God, but their disdain for God is such that they are trying to say he does not exist so that they do not have to give an account. He said this, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Every person knows. I cannot understand the mind of an atheist, um, and, and I don't want to. But obviously they do not want to believe there is a God because they do not want to find themselves in judgment. That's all you can say. Uh, the devil wants them not to believe that there's a God and think that this life ends the way that it does. But they know there is. Bible done said that for a fact. Going on to verse 22, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Uh, so the wisdom of this world is foolishness, uh, to God, uh, but the wisdom of God is foolishness to the world, and we know this, that we are not as smart as God, never will be, never can be, uh, but one day we will know all that we need to know when we get to heaven. Uh, those who don't make it to heaven, they'll know everything they need to know, and they'll never get out of hell no matter what kind of knowledge they have. Uh, and so, but it says this, that they professing themselves to be wise, became, they became fools. They tried to outsmart God. Uh, they tried to do away with God. Uh, they've tried to control God. And because of that, they've become fools. I uh, said, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and two birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. And, and I would say this, this verse of scripture here uh, is very applicable um, um, very applicable to the Old Testament and the creation of gods that they made in the Old Testament uh, and the things that they formed by their hands. But it's also applicable into this that today they do more to protect animals than they do to protect human lives they are more concerned about what happens to an animal than they are concerned about what happens to humans and so they've changed the glory of an uncorruptible god uh, and they've tried to make man god 
and then they've tried to make animals gods. You can think of different countries that will not kill certain animals because they believe that those animals are reincarnation of family members or there's something spiritual and holy about those animals and so they're worshipped and, and and it just it's not there and I, and I will say this even in the United States um, there's a big thing like that uh, but the other side of it again is that they've tried to make God less than who he is that will never happen um, he said going on who changed the truth of God into a lie and I thought about this and, and I, I know I'm stopping a lot but i thought about this verse of scripture uh you know we have the true word of god i've, I've got a study on that that i started uh sometime back and i never did finish it uh but but we have a true word of god uh and and you can read these scriptures here and we can see all of these things um in that all scripture is given by inspiration of god is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction of righteousness uh, psalms tells us uh, he said forever O lord thy word is settled in heaven uh, thy word is very pure therefore thy servant loveth it thy word is true from the beginning to the end uh, and we go through there and we can read all of these passages that tell us about the truth of God's word, and it's in God's word. And we know God's word is true. I've tried and proved and seen the word of God is factual and true in that. But they changed the word of God. They changed the Bible. They've, they've changed it, and, and they've gone to so many different versions. And I still say to people, to preachers, and those who are reading something other than the king james tell me who was in the fiery furnace with the three hebrew children go look it up tell me who's there and, and if you if yours doesn't say the son of god get get rid of it and get your king james bible all right uh, and then there's other things there but anyways uh so they they tried to change the glory or the they, they tried to change god uh they tried to change the truth of god and, and you see that. So it says, verse 24, I'd miss it. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For serving man and animals. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which was against nature. And likewise also men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error, which was meat. And we know that this is talking about homosexuality, but it's also, there's an implication in here of bestiality. And we see all of this going on today, and God's going to judge it. It's not going to escape judgment. It's going to stand before God one day, and, and you're going to be in error. I'm just telling you right now. Uh, but anyways, into verse 28, And even they that did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. In other words, they're not natural. Uh, they're not what God intended. Um, if you look at us, we, throughout all of history, man has desired 
to have some type of worship, something to worship. That's why they created images and stuff. And yet God was trying to get them to worship him. The children of Israel constantly turned their back on God and worshiped images because they thought some reason that was going to get them what they wanted. And, and it never has got anybody where they need to be. But the other side of that is, is that we, we hate authority, it seems like, a lot of times in life today. Uh, God is the authority. There, there's no other authority greater than God. But in God's love for us, he's asking us to follow him in everything he's asking us to do uh, is for our benefit and for our blessing. It's just, it's, it would make us uh, so much better than what we are. But then he goes on and he says in the next few verses here, and I thought this was interesting, he lists 23 things uh, that man will do. And, and, and I believe the number 23, I may be wrong, is depravity. Um, but they list 23 things here God does that man does, okay? It says being filled with all unrighteousness. That, that means they're just totally absent of God. Fornication, that's immorality. Wickedness, we know that that's, you know, again, against God. Uh, covetousness, God told us not to... Uh, covet our neighbor's belongings or neighbor's wife, uh, 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 maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, debate, uh, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, and then look at this, inventor of evil things. It ain't enough that we've got all these things going on People are going to become even more depraved, and they're going to invent evil things. And now, um, there's nothing new under the sun, right? There's nothing new under heaven. God created everything. Everything that is is, is that man's going to twist it around again and do something that it doesn't need to be done with it. He, he's going to be... I, I was watching this, and folks, I know this is a rabbit going down a rabbit hole but it's just part of the things that's going on today um, we we talk a lot about genetic modification and things that people do they was talking on the news today about chicken not chickens chicken meat chicken meat produced in laboratories and the FDA has approved it so they're going to start serving it in restaurants and I'm just telling you right now, I ain't eating it. If I find out that restaurant that I go to is serving genetically created chicken, I'm leaving. God did not intend for us to go down this road. Chickens were born and come from eggs. God made us. Why do we want to do that? I'm going to tell you why. I'm stepping out on a limb, but I really believe it's true. Because they don't want us to raise and kill chickens. There's something about killing an animal to people that is cruel. And I tell you, if you do that out of meanness and wantonness for no other reason than to do it, that is wrong. That's going against what God set up for us to do. We shouldn't do that. But on the same hand, there's nothing wrong with harvesting food. It's in the scriptures. 
There's nothing wrong with it. And God created it this way. Uh, if you don't want to eat chicken because it was walking around at one time, go ahead and eat vegetables. I, it don't bother me for you to be a vegan or a vegetarian. It doesn't bother me a bit. But if we don't do these things, we, you know, I, I would say this. The smarter we think we become, the dumber we get in relations to God. That's why man thinks he can be God. That's why the Antichrist has said that he will be as God sitting on the throne of God. He can never be God, but he's going to act like it. In we, we cannot be God. Why are we trying to create things in this aspect? And again, the more we know, the worse it will become. And so the Bible talked about it there. It says, inventor, inventors of evil things. It's not like there's excuse me, enough problems in the world, we're going to invent some more problems. We're going to invent some more things that go against God. And I'll just be honest with you, I don't understand that. But again, it's because I'm not that type of person. I praise God for my salvation. I praise God that he's seen fit to call me and save me. And I am so thankful that even in all my stubbornness and in all my laziness and everything that I was prior to be a Christian, and didn't want to be a Christian, so to say, other than by name, I'm glad God did not quit dealing with me and that I was saved. And I'm so thankful that since I've been saved and all the times that I've messed up and all the times that I've sinned against God, God has been willing to forgive me of those sins, to cleanse me, just like 1 John 1. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God has a desire to do that. But but look at this. In verse 8 of that same chapter, it says, If we say that we have no sin, we have deceived ourselves, and the truth is not in us. That God be true, and every man a liar. We know that. And, and that's a fact. God is true, and every man's a liar. And if somebody says, well, I'm not a liar, you just lied. Because the Bible says that you are. And so when we stop to look at it, it doesn't say that we continue to lie, but we have lied. So therefore, we're liars in that aspect. Uh, but, but so if we confess with our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. And so just those three verses right there, I'm so thankful that God forgives me. But understand this, if you don't believe you sin, you're, you're, you're a liar. And the word of God does not abide in you. If you don't believe you've sinned, then, then you're, you're in trouble because you, you've just told God then that he's a liar. And so, uh, you know, when we think about this, people who say, I don't need Jesus, that's a lie. People who say, I don't need God, that's a lie. And, and I'm just telling you tonight, church, uh, that we need the Lord more than we realize. Uh, but then he goes on and he says, disobedient to parents. Uh, we, we know that that is going on today uh, rampantly. And can I just say this? The schools even teach that children don't need to be obedient to their parents and that if their parents discipline them through a spanking, that they can turn them in for child abuse. Can I tell you, that's what's going on in America today. And, and uh, there's a lot more children 
in school, people who teach those kinds of things that need some whoopings, and it would help out a whole bunch there. Uh, but then he goes on, he said, without understanding, they don't understand what they're doing, and we're teaching our kids these things. They're convenient. They're covenant breakers without natural affections, implacable, uh, unmerciful. There's not even mercy. Uh, and, and can I just say this tonight? I understand that sometimes we get worked up and, and we will forget to show mercy. But, but I've said repeatedly, and I believe it to be true, uh, that mercifulness or being showing mercy is not excusing somebody from their sin just simply because you want to be nice. God shows his mercy toward us and that he allows us time to repent of our sins and get things right. If we don't, we're going to be punished for our sins and for the rejection of God's mercy. And so uh, when you look at that, but people are going to become unmerciful. And I will say this, I, I believe with all my heart, uh, those who are not Christians will uh, be unmerciful towards those who are Christians and judge and try to destroy. And the Bible even talks about that as well uh, because it said uh, the church there, and I don't remember which church it is. He said, we'll throw some of you into prison, but be thou faithful even unto death. And, and it's because they just, they just have a disdain for God. And so their disdain and hatred for God will be imposed upon those who believe in God. When Paul was persecuting the church in the book of Acts, he was persecuting the church because they believed in Christ. And he did not believe in Christ. And so he was, he, he was persecuting those that did believe in Christ. They were suffering for the cause of Christ. But it was because of Christ that that happened. And then Paul became, or Saul was, uh, got saved and became Paul and began teaching the church and preaching Jesus Christ and talking about how that he was wrong in what he was doing, although he was sincere in what he was doing, he really believed he was right. He realized the error of his way and started preaching Jesus Christ. Uh, so it, just the changes there. But verse 32, uh, who knowing the judgment of God. Now, now again, we got to go back and remember what he says here. Uh, back a few verses here, right? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Verse 20. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse who knowing the judgment of God, they, they know that there's judgment coming. It says this, they, who, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, do you see that? They do it, but have pleasure in them that do this. They're not only going to do it, but they're going to take pleasure in others doing the same thing. Can I tell you, church, we really ought to be concerned about what's going on. 
And realize this, the church needs to be rejoicing for every soul that is saved in serving the Lord. The church needs to be standing up and encouraging people uh, to stay true and stay faithful and stay right in the arms and the eyes of God, staying true in His Word. And as we do that, we ought to be showing those that are going the wrong way that that's not the way to rejoice. That's not the thing to do. And, and you know, to be honest with you today, I don't see a lot of joy sometimes in Christian lives, and we need to be joyful. It seems like, you know, the old saying, uh, they're, they're out there having a good time, and they, they act like they're having a good time. Well, the Bible tells us there is pleasure in sin for a season, right? And so there's going to be pleasure in that. But the truth of the matter is, is people want to have happiness, and they want to have joy. And we as Christians need to share with them and show them there is joy true joy, true happiness, and true peace in serving the Lord. Uh, with that, we'll go to the Lord in prayer tonight. And, and I know it's not very long, but uh, just, you know, it's not about how long it is. It's about whether or not it's right. And God's Word is always, always, always right. Father, this evening, we thank you, Lord, again for your love and mercy. We thank you, dear God, for your many blessings. And we ask your Father to have your way in our hearts and souls. Father, help me, Lord, to be joyful. Help me, Father, to be of peace of mind. Father, not because the world's all good and everything's happy in life at all times, but because I know you and I know, Father, that my faith and trust in you, dear God, will get me through this walk of life and to the next life where there's nothing but joy and happiness, dear God. That way, dear Lord, as I go through this life, I can be an encouragement and help others, dear God. And Lord, if we'll all have that same joy, Father, we'll help and encourage one another. I do thank you, Father, for the love of my family, the love of my wife, the church family we have. Dear God, and many others, Lord, that we may not even know, but we just thank you for them, dear God, because you've put it on other people's hearts, Lord, to love and pray for us, dear God. And so we ask you tonight, dear Lord, just help us to, to continue to be what we need to be for thee. Lord, we ask tonight, and help me, Father, Lord, be that which I need to be in the Word as well as in the home. And, Lord, I just thank you and I praise you tonight, Father, asking these things in your precious holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you. And we hope to see you again on Sunday if the Lord allows.